0: This week's support for The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout comes from Thrivent Financial. For more than 100 years, Thrivent has offered financial guidance about saving, spending, and sharing. Thrivent helps more than 2.3 million member owners be wise with money through its broad range of products and services, including life insurance, annuities, and mutual funds. To learn more about what makes Thrivent unique, contact John Grolo, FIC Financial Associate at 614-567-7141. And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout.
1: Welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me as always is my sassy sidekick, Ben sassy. Needenthal. Sassy.
0: Sassy. That's the word. You are I want sassy. that on my epitaph. I want that on, on whatever headstone <laughs> pre- precedes you me into this sassy. next world. sassy. Sassy Ben Needenthal. I-
1: yeah. It's important. I'm put that on
0: T-shirts and stuff. That sounds good to me. So.
1: <laughs> Versus like Victoria's Secret uh, or pink uh, sweatpants oh, where it have says those. "sassy" on your butt.
0: I already have those. Yes. So you, I'm need, a, them you need
1: a T-shirt that matches yes. it. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. With sparkles.
0: Yes. I put it on my Christmas list. Nobody got it for me. Weird. That's,
1: that's disappointing. It's very
0: weird. So well, Hi. hey, we're live. We're back. We're back. It's, yes. Hi, and, everybody.
1: And we have someone else in the room with us.
0: I noticed that. I'm my. I'm you know. I'm I'm socially awkward, but I did notice that there's another human being with us.
1: Nice. So that's good. So this so. is Mr. C, Christopher Alley, yes. who is my love partner. Hi,
0: Chris. Chris has been a guest before a long, long time ago. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been since you've been at our new office.
2: So yeah. yeah. Correct. So welcome back. How are you? Uh, it was great until I had that visual picture that you just walked through with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is my Christmas
0: gift to you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, So, since Chris is here, I'm assuming we're going to discuss something about...
1: Disillusions and divorce. So, last week I made the comment that during... Because of the new tax bill, alimony will only be deductible if your divorce is finalized before the end of 2018. So, if you're on the fence, kids, get a move on. Um... And so Chris is here to talk about that, because apparently that worked, and he has a bunch of new dissolutions coming in. <laughs> um, and that's actually just kind of the case. A lot of people hold off over the holidays, and then it hits January, and they're like, and I'm done.
2: Yeah, there's always a, a truce through the holidays, and then, then everybody goes back to war after the new year. It seems to be a big New Year's resolution.
0: Kind of Whoops. Now I'm <laughs>
2: feeding back. Sorry about that. Uh-huh. My apologies. So, so people actually do
0: take a little bit of kind of like a, a neutral time during the holidays? Y- you,
2: oh, yeah. There's a couple of different gaps. Um, I guess that's nice. I don't know. It's still kind of sad. I, I think they try not to stir the pot during yeah, the holidays. makes sense. Uh, try to make peace for a little while anyway. Uh, you, you seem tend to see a break at the beginning of the school year, uh, strangely enough. Yeah. Uh, and then around the holidays. Huh. Um, and then all the other times in between that are, are wide open. Huh. Yeah. Um, Uh, Jen mentioned the alimony issue. That's pretty complex and it's still being worked out as to how that bill, uh, the new new regs are going to be implemented and uh, and applied and and what the workaround to them are because it's going to have to be one. Um, Trying not to get into the minutia of it, the big issue is that most of the people paying alimony are paying at a higher tax rate. So when they're able to pass that pre-tax dollar down to the 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 party receiving the alimony um, it's taxed at a lower tax rate so the government gets less the parties who are involved in that equation keep more money in the equation so the person receiving the spousal support gets more Hmm. well if they change that and you're taxing the money at the higher rate with a higher earner then there's less money in that equation so the person receiving alimony is going to receive less okay and it not only impacts divorces that are occurring after January 19, it's probably also going to impact any spousal or alimony award that is modified after January 19. Hmm. Um, So that's another issue that's going to have to be looked at for anybody who goes back in and tries to modify their spousal support. How are we going to treat this new tax law and how are we going to adjust things for it? Gotcha, gotcha.
1: So yeah, tax driving driving our relationships now. <laughs> it's it feels
0: a little backwards and I guess there's some sort of commentary on I don't know, humanity and a larger thing, but meh, let's skip over that and kind of talk the, the dirty details here. So the new tax thing came through, obviously it's it's kind of affecting things from this perspective. So I mean, in order to make sure you fall into the, the category where you can get more out of it, time is essentially of the essence. It's kind of the the bottom line, right?
1: Right. So let's let's talk over kind of some timing and types of how to end a marriage, basically. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: going to try to be as tasteful as I can <laughs> here. <'cause, laughs>
1: oh, why? <laughs> how to oust your spouse? Let's yeah. go.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, if we're doing proposals with all of the the grandeur that we put into those, maybe we should do. Divorce? No, that's terrible because that's sad. But that is sad. It is
2: so. It's so much easier to get hitched than it is to get unhitched. Yeah, um,
0: I yeah. imagine, especially like after it's been a few years. It's been like you know, finances are kind of entangled, and it's I mean, living and and the whole thing, and kids and family and the whole thing, and just you know, the longer it goes, the more complicated it can become.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially when you hit the 20-year mark, at least in Ohio, because then you're you're looking at a possible permanent spousal support award depending on incomes of the parties. Wow. Uh, and that can get quite costly to litigate.
1: Right. So let's talk about first, what's the difference befo- between a divorce and a dissolution?
2: Um, the, simply, a, a dissolution is when everybody can play ball and they can come to an agreement between the parties without having the court intervene. Uh, a divorce is the act, exact opposite of that, where one side wants one thing and the other side is totally out of sync with that, and they have to go to court and fight it out. Fight it out, or, or at least have the court intervene to some degree uh, to get everybody on the same page or, or in the same universe. Because a lot of times, what you find is you have two different sides of the equation the husband and wife typically, um, and one side expects certain things out of a divorce and the other side expects completely opposite scenarios to unfold. And it takes at least through temporary orders in a lot of cases with filing a divorce to get both parties in the same universe to where they understand that, oh, well, this, what are my expectations are way off base, and, and this is where we're probably going to end up t- close to. Yeah. And then yeah. from there, I mean, that's the reason a whole lot of divorce cases, just like any other litigation, is. It's the reason that the majority of divorce cases settle at some point, right? Um, because the court slowly will pull you into the center uh, and give you a good idea of what you're going to end up with in the end picture, and then you have to make the decision whether it's it's worth spending a ton of money on getting exactly what you want or something closer to what you want.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's kind of personal temperament would be my guess. I mean, it's you know some people want to has a just whole lot to do with it. Get it done and get it over with. Just rip the bandaid off, and other people want to just. Make it just a knockdown drag out horrifying situation for everybody and
1: yeah a lot of I that also
0: depending on the, what the situation is i can kind of see both sides
1: well and a lot of people want their story heard cuz yeah. the other person is such a horrible person and they did this and they did that and unfortunately in ohio none of that matters well, cuz we're in no of the fault law state. none
0: of that should really matter unless it's something that's causing physical harm or 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 personal harm to somebody. I don't know. I mean that's that's at least my
2: You're you're pretty close to that.
0: Congratulations. (laughs) Um um, the right side of the world. Uh, A lot of
2: a lot of people don't get that. The court is not there to 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 grant you your pound of flesh. Yeah. Um they're there to separate the parties legally and to make sure that in in the big scheme of things that everybody's treated equitably. Yeah. As opposed to, well, you know, Billy Bob did something bad to Jenny, so you know, yeah. We should give Jenny a whole lot of stuff. It just doesn't work that way unless Billy Bob was spending a lot of money on a, a, a girlfriend or some other yeah. aspect or yeah. causing some type of damage in yeah. some monetary way that can be compensated right. to Jenny.
0: Going to the track or, or going yeah. to the casino or whatever it is. Or is really bad with yeah. the kids. I mean, that yeah. kind of, if
2: you have kids in the equation, then obviously sure, that comes yeah, into, obviously that would... into the custody a- aspect of things. Yeah, Right,
1: mm. but that's still not going to equate to money necessarily.
2: No, that part would not. Right, right.
1: but often people tend to want you know well he cheated and he was never home and it's almost like you just need to strip
0: the fault out of the whole thing all together and just say look it's not working let's figure out a way to make this go away so that everybody's happy about it i guess or as happy
2: as you can
1: right mildly disgruntled but they can live with it yes
2: yeah Yeah, i I think the court a lot of times i'm kind of cynical with the court um i think a lot of times they look to see what will make both sides completely unhappy and then they choose that option <laughs> wow, that is a glass half empty approach. <laughs> well, it's kind of like you can't make either side happy because you know it, it's like they straddle. They're constantly in a fence straddling position, which couldn't right. be too comfortable. But hey, it's a judge; they don't have to worry about it when they go home. Right? um I think a, a lot of times they look at things as both sides ask for a certain amount of things that are overreaching from both uh, from both sides. So yeah. they're basically splitting the equation in half. So if both sides go home mildly unhappy or, you know, a lot of times very unhappy, then they're doing their job. Yeah.
0: I can kind of see that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It makes some sense. I don't know. Right. One person's
0: happy. The other person's definitely not happy. And the court isn't there to make people happy. Well, but (laughs) if they –
1: so there's also a – another kind of branch where you can try to find the win-win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And actually, that's one thing Chris does a lot of is like, let's try to work this out reasonably yeah. and not screw over everyone.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> um. And that's the dissolution side. But that generally takes a little more upfront legwork to kind of sit everyone down and say, you're not getting this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... Uh, I hate to put other people on the on the spot, and I won't name names, but I, I think you have a lot of attorneys out there that that don't reel their clients in with reality. Right. I try to sit my people down and, you know, off the bat, look, this is your scenario. This is what you're telling me. This is what you can probably expect. Yeah. As opposed to, uh, yeah, that sounds good. Let's go after it. I, I'm just not that way because in the end, you're doing your client a disservice to – raise those expectations only to be brought back down to reality right uh, so I'd rather you know be a straight shooter in the front side of things yeah and also point to fairness I mean you had two people in an equation they didn't get married by happenstance they, they actually had a purpose when they got married mm-hmm. uh, they all both thought it was a good idea at some point to either just get married or get married and have kids so how do you get Cancel yeah. out there, or get rid of that uh, marriage situation, and and doing it so both parties aren't just totally burnt by the process. And if they have kids, the kids are good to go. Yeah, and that's a hard one a lot of times. Yeah, I imagine. So, yeah, imagine.
1: Um, what are the big things that often come up that you know the big fighting items? <laughs>
2: Uh, I imagine kids uh, probably one of them. Kid, you know. Kids, kids, number one always. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no two people parent alike. Um, yeah. there's always two different ways to address a situation. Um, Jen just pointed out two different ways that we look at things. Um, while I do look at things positively in a lot of places, I, I think the court certain certain. <laughs> I wasn't labeling you a pessimist. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, you are. Come on. Well, he said
0: a pessimist thing. I, I certainly did, but pessimist. and
2: and I guess that's a reflection of of a lot of the the, the judges that have been in front of yeah. lately. Um and you've done this. So it's like I yeah. mean yeah you, So I, s- some <laughs> judges are very good and take the approach Jen does and, and I like to, which is how can we get through this, get the parties to the other side, sever the legal relationship, and everybody comes out a winner. Yeah. Or a perceived winner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um usually when, when people come to the office and are looking at dissolutions or divorces, there's the main two things are one being faithful and and going outside of the uh marital relationship and and bringing in a third wheel yeah uh, which is never a good idea take care of the one you got now uh, if you don't like it then divorce it and then move on um, cuz it always just complicates things and makes things crazy yeah uh, two is always the financial thing yeah um the the having the extramarital affair doesn't really count in a lot of states yeah. unless there's a financial aspect to it. If you're spending a ton of money on your your significant other that isn't legally yours, and meanwhile the kids and the wife are at home, or the other way around, the husband and the kids are at home, yeah, um, you're going to have issues if you're spending a lot of money on it. Right? Well, I
1: had one situation where the wife wasn't working. He was a chiropractor doing all of the working, and um, she was spending his... <laughs> earn money to go on trips to see the third party Yeesh. uh you know to new orleans to all over the place with her girlfriends in quotations <laughs> um and it was really to have this uh, affair with this other person and he's paying for it
0: yeah and that's the only way good. he found yeah. out no was, bueno <laughs>
1: yeah so i mean in that case like you're not that becomes a factor because now you're spending money that should be towards the marital household on this extramarital absolutely issue and And money
0: that i mean she didn't earn too yeah
1: that's
2: that's an especially
0: egregious
1: thing where you're you're
2: taking somebody else's
0: money yeah the main even if it's pooled together as a family it's still i mean if you're not earning it yeah i don't know
1: right so that that's extra devious and yeah that kind of that's the kind of thing we're talking about where that's when those extramarital affairs and such can come in
2: mm-hmm. court will pay attention to that one
1: right <laughs> that that's a big deal yeah. but it's,
2: it's almost
0: like the adult the age old uh, adage of don't be a dick is kind right. of an important thing here <laughs>
1: let's stick with our yeah, old standby yeah. don't, don't be, be a, a jerk
0: <laughs> You say it your way. That's fine. Uh, that I will. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, the other big thing, just like in all litigation, um, the more you fight, the more it costs. And yeah. I often will find that one side expects the other side to pay for both lawyers.
2: Yeah. That's... that
1: That's not realistic yeah. most of the time. There's, there's cases. Um,
0: People actually think that that's
2: like a thing. Like, Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, you can ask for attorney's fees on that, can't you? Yeah, I can, but you going to get them. <laughs> no, nope. you can always ask. You <laughs> can always ask.
1: Sell them, will get them. <laughs> yeah,
2: in a situation you always do, but you know the likelihood of recovering attorneys' fees uh, through the court is usually slim to none, unless the yeah. the resources it's, of the parties probably are probably about
0: as good as asking for a box of donuts as well. You know, I mean, you know, it's just not going to happen. It's like that's <laughs> no, no.
2: Not, not unless the resources of the parties are vastly. Uh, out of balance also. Yeah. Right. Put it that so way. like
1: wife is working for a non profit making twenty five thousand dollars a year, husband is a CEO for a big corporation making three fifty.
2: Yeah. She'll probably get attorney's fees. Yeah. Right. Because the court perceives her as not having the resources to fight the fight that she needs to fight. That makes sense. So in that case, yes. If if husband's making fifty and she's making twenty five, don't really look towards you know, attorney's fees. Yeah. Right. But um, if
1: husband's making 80 and wife is making 60 or the reverse mm-hmm. probably not
2: yeah it's too close right yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if kids are involved sure because then you're looking at well instead of getting your attorney's fees let's look at let's that yeah and, make and, things and better and child support or yeah. something like that yeah
1: yeah the other big one we get a lot or i get a lot of questions on really is um And then I send them to Chris, just to be clear. (laughs) Uh, They ask me and then I go, I'm gonna have you talk to Chris.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's the answer. But to be sure Right.
1: Um a lot of we we had one specifically. She was laid off, but they were each making sixty grand. Okay. And she's like, Well, now I'm not making any money, so he should have to pay me alimony. It's like well <laughs>
0: no it's not a paycheck <laughs> right like you
1: don't get to just choose no longer to work cause right. you're completely employable yeah
2: yeah yeah the, the court will hold you in, in that type scenario the court's going to look and see what efforts you did to replace your, your employment if you're laid off what other opportunities are there they know your earning capacity because you just got done making at a job right. that was making sixty grand. What else is out there right. in that ballpark for you? And they expect you to pursue that. Yeah, uh, coming, which is probably one
0: of those things that makes both sides a little unhappy when that's the case. Yeah, it's yeah. like, Oh, I have to go get a job. Well, bummer. Right. Uh, sorry, right. you don't get divorced and then get the the rest of your life off. Sorry, right. it's not. That's not. The I'm way it going
1: works. on holiday for yes. the next three years, <laughs> and you're paying.
0: Congratulations, for it. you've been divorced. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. No, that that's always an interesting one. Um there's a lot of other interesting the kids the fighting over the kids. Um, I think we see a lot of drama over holidays. So oh, fortunately, yeah. oh, good
2: Lord, yes. <laughs> <right>.
1: <laughs> She's five minutes late on Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day.
2: Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, tip, the typical schedule is they, they rotate Through the holidays, yeah, Um, you know, one year you get the child up through midday or something on Christmas, and then it flips to the other. This year was kind of a weird time because Christmas hit a Monday, yeah. So a lot of the schools were only out from Friday uh, until right after the first of the year. Sure. So the parent who was getting the first half of the Christmas break got the screws put to them. Yeah. Um, Those type. Occurrences, I think there should be uh, additional language put in uh, Mm -hmm. at some point with either the local rule or the 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 final decrees dealing with those type things because it literally will take you what five years to to make up for that time. By then, your kids could be out of school or or, you know over eighteen. You're not worried about it. Sure. But uh, I had a whole lot of situations this year where hey, I'm only getting my kid for three days and half a day on Christmas, but the other side's getting a week and a half. Yeah, like yeah, that's the way it falls. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, those type of occurrences, while the local rules and the, the holiday schedules and those type of things try to deal with all the scenarios and make it balance out over approximately a two year period. Yeah, through the rotation, it can't handle everything. Yeah. Um. So it's better, obviously, if both parties can work together before or after a divorce and do what's right for the kids, Yeah, equal time with mom and dad, or however the work schedules are, and try to make things balance out. But obviously that doesn't always happen. Right.
1: Back to don't be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, it's amazing
0: how many of these things come down to just, like, keeping the peace by kind of removing all emotion from it, looking at it as clinically as you can, and just making a decision that's fair for everybody involved and best for the kids, the people that are affected directly but not, you know i guess uh, uh the cause of the issue right you know and, I, and there's some that's some that's encouraging i guess so you know
1: right the other thing would be don't coach your kids don't <laughs> try to influence kids don't <laughs> manipulate your children to Speaking hate the other parents children, yes don't do that um that that's is, another big thing that comes up is you know using the kids as weapons
0: yeah that's dickish <laughs> in my opinion
2: yeah kids can be weaponized very easily it seems like um the issue with that is at some point that kid's going to get older realize what actually occurred especially if if you were skewing the, the kid's point of view way off base I mean, if there's a little bit of fact in there. You know, dad really isn't attentive. Daddy really doesn't that. Well, why is it because dad's worked sixty hours a week, or because mom's working sixty hours a week, and, right. and the other parent's the primary caretaker? Yeah. Um. During like what was that equation like? Right. And then are you skewing it to the point where at some point the kid's going to realize, well, I didn't get much time with dad because the court said so, and then comes, to, you know, you find out later that it's because the whole story that you were being fed and that was skewed in the court's eye was that the other parent was a bad parent. You find out that, hey, dad and mom, they're they're both good. Yeah. Then what is the kid going to think of you if you've skewed that? Right. And if you've influenced the kid to the point where they think the other parent's bad. At some point, these kids grow up, and at some point, they form their own opinion. Right. Right. you got to look past the next six months and start looking at the next five years. Yeah, and that's or something a 10 lot of, years or yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, like that <laughs> a kid's lot of people just forever. don't do it. Yeah. They're they're burnt with their relationship. They're they're all for you know, just completely burning everything down, and they could care less about the long term impact on their kids. And sure, I, that's one thing that worries me when I have people come in. And they have a lot of kids. Yeah, I've had them with you know one kid. I've had them with six kids the last one i had with six kids i actually talked out of getting a divorce yeah it was it was too expensive yeah um the kids age range was was so crazy it yeah. was from like 6 months old all the way up to 12 oh, cool. um and it was just like do you've you all really thought about doing this yeah. and and um after i got done talking to the husband the husband went to talk to the wife they actually started counseling. They worked it out. Yeah. I was like, whew, you know, six kids, is a lot of kids to be juggling sure. on, on any type of custody case. I really yeah. don't know how that would work. Yeah, <laughs> I especially, really don't.
0: Especially like an infant, too. I mean, six yeah. months old, that's young, you know? Yeah. Oh,
2: man. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you, you end up with, with those, those issues that come up with custody. In the big scheme of things, the parents need to take a step back from their personal feelings and look at the children and figure out what they need who can provide it if both sides are fully capable um, and give the parent who hasn't been doing those certain responsibilities that they're going to have to do now well you know Jim never did this for the kids because you know he never had to well okay can he do it and if he can uh, during or after the divorce give him the opportunity to yeah and I always tell my clients if you really doubt him or doubt them give the other parent the opportunity to fail yeah if they're successful then everybody's good if they fail then you actually have the proof that you may need in court to go pursue sole custody or some other custody relation arrangement because um, a lot of times these are really sketchy areas where you don't have hard facts. Right. I think my area of law, you deal with more gray area than you do with, certainly with than what Jen deals with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real, real estate
1: is <laughs> pretty well established. Real <laughs> I mean, estate. Yeah. And people probate. may get a little emotional
0: about it, but not, you know. Right. Well, oh, they get yeah. real emotional about it, but
1: yeah. it also has a beginning and end date, and yeah. it is what it is. Right.
2: And, and any, any discrepancies come up, you can see, you can follow the paper trail typically yeah or divorce cases dissolution cases the child custody cases it's the whole lot of gray area yeah and Mm -hmm. it makes it harder to prove your point if it's it's gray and you know it's there but it's not to the point where third parties have been involved and a paper trail has been created yeah so
1: now a question i get a lot is when do the kids get a say and who they live with and what happens
2: typically the older the kid is the more input they have um It There used to be an age uh, in Ohio where you could pick which parent you wanted to be with, but it was soon discovered that you'd have one parent. I don't know why it was soon discovered. Um, It's always been the fact when you could pick what parent you want to go with you're going to go with the one that has less rules yeah and and is more of the disney world no sorry sorry, disney uh the disney world parent (laughs) this week's episode brought to you by disney apparently all right (laughs) the kids tend to migrate towards the parent with the less strict rules less strict household uh, the more fun environment the party house so you would have one parent playing off the other they knew the other parent would make sure the homework would get done and and they would hold the kids accountable for what they needed to, to do and then the other parent would just play yeah. So the kids obviously migrate towards the parents at play. So that you know you can no longer as a kid just pick. Right. Um, now, having said that, you can't force a fourteen-year-old in the car to go visit dad. Right. Uh, so at some point, the kids have a lot more input, but they need to be able to voice why they prefer one parent over the other, if that's the fact. Sure. Um, the younger the kid is, uh, you know, he's six, seven years old, it's really hard for a kid to have enough influence over any type of court issue to be able to have um, their say followed or, or to have enough influence to where the court's going to be swayed in their direction, unless they can articulate this is why. Um, kids are at that age aren't typically involved in that. You usually have a guardian ad litem, which is a neutral third party that comes in and evaluates the situation and reports back to the court for the parties. Um, those cases, the guardian comes in, talks to the younger kids or the older kids, depending on what the age is, and kind of gets a feel for everything and what the true facts are of what's sure. going on and how the parents are handling things, those kind of things. Um, so the, the kids do have an advocate. The younger kids have an advocate in the process or can have an advocate in the process. But it's, it's a different animal from the kid just being able to say, yeah, well, I want to go with mom as opposed to dad. Right. Um, It's not like that anymore in Ohio until you get much older, 14, 15, 16, where the kids almost have their own schedule nowadays Yeah, with extracurriculars and and jobs at some point, those kind of things. Yeah.
1: Right. At what point do you stop having a guardian ad litem involved in these cases? Because it's also a big complaint I hear from a lot of clients is, well, we had to pay for the guardian ad litem, and then we had to pay for this, and then, you know, there's a lot of complaining that happens <laughs> when you're the one that takes the payments that there's a lot of complaining that happens sometimes that
2: that's a hard one because if there's a genuine issue with the children i have lots of cases where a guardians never put on because there is no issue with the kids right both parents do what they need to do both kids or the kids are happy um the parents are taking care of of the children as appropriate the kids are doing fine in school the parents have looked out after the kids and made sure that their life is interrupted as little as possible then you have the other side of things where you have to get an, a, a guardian involved because you're worried about a this being a gray area so you need a third party in there looking to figure out exactly what the facts are right um that's typically what i use a guardian for is kind of get the third set of eyes on things uh so you can get some good feedback and, and another opinion that's theoretically neutral yeah um so you can figure out what's going on yeah. uh because unfortunately clients don't always tell you the truth right and opposing parties don't always tell the truth in yeah. court as well so that's what the role of the guardian is to basically go in and figure out what's really going on with the kids the older the kid is the less there is a need for a guardian back to the high school age um because the kids can report back uh, in a large case where you can ask for an in-camera interview with the children to where the magistrate can talk or the judge can talk to them in chambers um but you have more input from the kids at the older ages that seems to uh, most of the time when the kids are very young or up through elementary school early middle school that's when guardians seem to be in play the most because you really don't have any good feedback from the children or if you do have some feedback from the children they can't really articulate what the issues are yeah uh and you don't want to the court doesn't want to put the kids on the spot and drag yeah. the kids through the ringer as well so the guardian's more likely as opposed yeah. to a high school child who's you know 14 15 16 can, we can express tell you, themselves
0: pretty clearly and, correct and, yeah. and the
2: impact of of talking to a judge in their in their office isn't going to have as uh, a detrimental effect on the child yeah. as if they're six years old and why am i talking to this this Strange lady person yeah about, yeah this so. lady or this guy in this office that i've never been to right. <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense that mm-hmm. makes sense
1: Hmm. Yeah. What other concerns should people thinking about filing for divorce or dissolution really think about before doing this? Like, what what's their homework before coming to the, an attorney?
2: I guess, the, well, there's, there's two different groups of people, one that have kids and one that does not. Um, dealing with the, the people who do not have children first, the first thing you need to do is, do. A, I would say, sit down and do a home budget. Mm-hmm where you are where are you at financially what what's your debt look like what's your income look like uh, what's your monthly budget look like uh do you have a house do you have real estate um do you have uh timeshares do you have other stuff that's titled that you're responsible contractually to pay for sure those all complicate the equation to a certain degree uh, how long have you been in the house how long is the length of, there's so many variables here um If it's a short marriage, you've been married for a year, and it just is not working. And and even if you do have a house, those equations are usually pretty easy to understand right Every, un- everybody
1: take what you brought in. yeah kind of
2: take what you brought in <laughs> yeah because typically even if if you move somebody into a house that you bought during that time period there's not going to be much equity built in or if there was it was during the the buying of the house in the first place yeah
1: and you know where that money came from right is that where
0: you get more like the the, the newer marriages more like the dissolution
2: you get a whole lot that way um yeah it, it's it's strange because you'll get a whole lot on on the really short marriages and then you'll get a whole lot on the really long marriages because they don't want to fight with each other they been around each other for 20-25 years they're both being respectful of each other yeah uh so they look at things and and they try to do what's legitimately fair with each other yeah um so you get them on the both ends it's like in the middle that that you really have the fights going on where they've had kids for you know you have five-year-old um and they've been married for seven or eight years they've they're entangled to the point where something has to be done because they have they have debts that are in both their names or or mary's driving a car that's titled to johnny and it's in johnny's name you have all these things you have to unwind or try to figure out what to do with that complicates the issues right um kids always complicate everything i keep telling (laughs) (laughs) that. coming from the one
1: (laughs) the one person in this room who doesn't have kids the other two are constantly saying kids man it's a thing find a niece
2: find a nephew keep them for a week at a time and it, it'll it'll cure what else you um <laughs> nice <laughs> ship it, them off all right obviously with kids it, you have to look at a whole different set of equations where the kid's going to go to school or are, are the parents once they divorce are they going to live in the same school district or is, are we looking at moving the children from one <laughs> school to the other um yeah support are we splitting expenses right down the middle or is somebody going to be responsible for child support? Where have our incomes compared to each other? Um, Income similar or there's, is there a, a decent enough difference to where one parent can actually afford to pay child support and still maintain their household? In the court, when it comes to child support, the person paying the child support when you go through the math on on the child support calculations, it's heavily dependent on that person's income. Sure. They don't really look. You can have two parties that make both forty grand. Yeah. The child support order is still going to be about four hundred dollars a month, irregardless of the other side's making the exact same money. Yeah. So then that's where the give and take comes in in that equation. Uh, working towards a dissolution, are we really going to take four hundred dollars post tax out of Billy's paycheck? Why are we doing that? Is he not paying a, a decent amount for for the child? You know what what are yeah. the factors in that? Dissolutions you end up uh, in a lot of cases with a deviation in child support because these people are playing fair with each other and they're looking at, at the factors and both parents want to be involved when when children are concerned. Um, but I think if you go to the Supreme Court's website they've made generic forms for the entire dissolution process. Do I like those forms? No, they stink. <laughs> they are totally generic. They are not tailored <laughs> towards people's individual uh, yeah. situations. And in all due respect, I think the Supreme Court did his best job as they could with sure. them. Um and, and, you know, bare minimum, they will get you through a, a divorce or dissolution if you use – well, dissolution if you use those forms. But if nothing else uh, – there's several forms on there that you can go through, and it walks you through the asset part of things and the expense part of things where you can get a good feel for what things you need to consider and look at. Um, and I, I think that's helpful. Uh, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't recommend pulling the trigger on your own because there's a lot of things that people just don't think of because they don't yeah. do this every day.
0: So talk to an attorney.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: In general, good yeah, idea. Yeah. Don't try if to you're do it. Be, you. you're gonna, you're I will also a major say life <laughs> from yeah. a real estate estate planning probate side of things. In general, I know there's a guide and you can do your own dissolution. Um years later that tends to come back and bite people in the backside when they haven't had an attorney involved. Okay. Um because they forget to transfer the real estate into another person's name. So uh, like for instance, husband and wife go to get get a dissolution, they do it themselves, they get their court order.
0: Yeah.
1: Husband never refinances but has been paying the mortgage and finally goes to sell the house. Yeah. They were divorced 7 years ago. Wife is now remarried. Right. <laughs> um but she's still entitled to that real estate. Ah. Uh. Well, even though the divorce decree awarded the house to the husband, because mm-hmm. that's what they agreed, and he has paid for it all these years, seven years later, now she and her husband have to sign the deed ah. uh, to, for the original husband <laughs> to be able to sell this property. Yeah. And all of a sudden, seven years have passed, and you know, I, that wasn't fair. I deserve half the equity in that house. And then it's a fight. Yeah. And then it's, you know, because they didn't put self um language in the decree and they didn't know they needed right. to do a quick claim deed. And like all of these little things, just like doing, you know, a trust online. Right. Or what you can do all these things. Yeah. Yeah. But there's all these little details that if yeah. you miss, you're yeah. going to have a problem later. Right. So,
0: and lawyers are trained to cross the T's, dot the I's, and look for the things that are really important.
1: Right. Yeah. So I would always suggest at least a little consultation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With an attorney. Make sure you're on the right path.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Hey, hey, maybe it's one of those situations where maybe you don't need to get a divorce, maybe just some counseling or something like that. And.
1: And sometimes it's cheaper to keep her. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it is. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) For instance, six kids and you don't make enough to live apart. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Suck it up, buttercup.
2: You're better off to stay together and work it out. Yeah. Um, At least. You know, at
1: least the truck. biggest
0: was six months, so yeah, 17 years and six months or so, you know. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. a lot of time, Dad, yeah. <laughs> and in
2: a big scheme of things, who wants to marry somebody with six kids attached to them? Yeah, seriously. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Back to yeah. their general advice. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I, I think Jen pointed to something important, and, and that's just, even if you don't want to fully retain an, an attorney to handle the matter 100%, um, make an appointment, stop in with an attorney, and yeah. and get an appointment so you can go over the things, so you can see if you are missing anything if you want to do this on the cheap sure right. um it it does help to get a third set of neutralized looking at things and, and to figure out if you're missing anything and right. that helps a lot
1: a little guidance goes a long way yep so all right well i'm looking forward to ben's lawyer joke of the week does he have one? No, he doesn't. Sure do. <laughs> no, I watch him sure panicking right do. now. Um, but before I'm we Googling do that, <laughs>
0: something else right now,
1: right as always, let's, let's take see. care of our housekeeping. So Ben can find his joke. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where we are live right now. You can also get news, suggest topics, ask questions, and if you are already following us, thank you. We love you.
0: You can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things, up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney route uh every weekish, ish uh, We're working on that. Uh, we had, we've had some good success with the live stuff, so I think we're going to keep going on that. Uh, you can find me on social media as well, if that's something that you are interested in. Uh, it, it, you may be able to follow me. You may not. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. And if you need to get a hold of Boxland Media, 614 505 Uh, and feel free to give us a call any time. Chris, how can people get a hold of you?
2: Call Jen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. That's 614-475-7008. I will trance you over to Chris's office nicely. Thank you for calling Route Law. This is Jen. I want to talk to Chris. That's the easiest way. Chris, (laughs)
0: line two. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. If you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you would take a few minutes out of your very busy day to go to over to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository.
0: And finally, we'd like to thank all of you, our listeners, and people who tuned in today. Thank you very much. Uh, name just a couple of them. We had uh, Amy Schultz uh Leemon, uh jessica entis we had susan blackstone again thank you for tuning in brian walberg and uh yeah thank you for and tuning in f- hey and
1: myra sean and tom nice to see you too
0: yeah perfect so thank you very much and uh let's see here i jen would you like to hear this week's uh <laughs> joke of the week
1: can't wait
0: okay well uh if marriage is grand what is divorce uh, 10 grand.
1: Uh, Get it? It's a divorce it. joke. It's a divorce Yay. joke.
0: Oh, no. divorce All right. Jokes.
1: So, uh. <laughs> until next week,
0: I'm Ben Needenthal. And
1: I'm Attorney Jen Rout reminding you that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it.
0: All right, folks. We will see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life?
1: Boxland Media, think big!